Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me today to talk about all things Arsenal, Calvin, good afternoon. How are you, mate? Good afternoon to you, Steve. Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm sufficiently dry now at this point of the aftermath of the game, but no, not too bad, thanks. All things considered, it being a Monday, it's Monday uh, after a, a nil-nil. So I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, 48 hours later, I've finally dried off. <laughs> I've uh, managed to get all the puddles out of my jacket pocket. It was a wet one, wasn't it? It can only be described as a a moist weekend down in Brighton. <laughs> moist, I think, is an understatement. I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because obviously, this is a game that we both attended. Obviously, it's great to great to see you there. Um, but the one thing that's kind of a bit funny was I don't really recall ever going to a game in such treacherous conditions. And usually, when you know I'm at home watching it on TV. Sometimes you don't actually get a feel for how bad those conditions are for the, you know, not just for the fans, but for the players to play in. But my God, I don't know about you, mate, but I definitely felt it firsthand walking from that train station up to the away end and then having to wait outside for a ticket. I've never ran to a game before. Like we literally legged it around that ground. And um, you know what? I felt really bad actually because obviously I left you to to wait for your ticket because I was you you to be fair you had a hood and um nothing and I was made really much help <laughs> to make no difference I, out of I, mate. I was so concerned that, that my ticket would disintegrate in my pocket if I didn't go in and to be fair look when I when I scanned it in through the gate I literally had to hold it with two hands really like, like honestly how how like a newborn baby it was literally yeah. so delicate I was like if, I, if, I, if I'm too rough with this it's gonna fall apart it's, it's um, funny you say that because I was actually going to mention it yeah, as well because obviously being out you know waiting outside the ground for a while I was right by you know uh the entrance to the away in there and there were a number of guys who, who had this you know actually the the issue that you were potentially facing and that was the the tickets had disintegrated in their pockets or in their wallets they weren't scanning through you know, they're having to go back down to box office. God knows how you would have, pre- you know, I'm sure they had some sort of proof, maybe on an email or something that they bought the ticket. But I mean, it was a bit of a fucking nightmare. But that's just that again, like, that's not to go on about the weather too much. I know we're English and that's what we love talking about, but fucking hell. I mean, it was just wetter than an otter's pocket out there, to be honest. <laughs> it was moist. It was moist. So um, I think this is a game um, that will ultimately divide opinion. Um, mm. So I was making some notes actually. I was, I was quite organised for the podcast today. That's the first. Um, yeah, you'll be quite impressed actually. So I think <laughs> it's, here's the thing. So here's so here's what I've got to say. Here's the breakdown. The game. Here's the breakdown for me. Um, I think if, if you look at the game with a glass half full, you could argue. You know, we didn't play well Saturday, uh, but we kept a clean sheet and we've come away with a draw. On the flip side, you know, looking at the game with a glass half empty, it was a poor performance. Um, we were second best for 90 minutes. And to be fair, very fortunate to pick up anything. I think a better team would have beaten us. But at the same time, I feel like it's the sort of game where you could probably overanalyze it. Normals at the races, the conditions weren't great, albeit, you know, they, they were the same for both teams. You know, there was no advantage to be had. But it just felt like, you know, a massive U-turn from Tottenham. Trying to think back to the game, I was completely sober. Yeah, you, you, you were. I can much. actually vouch for this one. He was sober yeah. this week, so he can remember you, what went on. Usually, when you say "can you remember," it's because I was a little, you know, <laughs> sloshed. But honestly, looking at looking, you know, back to Saturday, there wasn't much going on. It it just felt like we there was that impending doom of you know, you you started to think that 
one of those chances was going to go in for Brighton. Um, obviously, it never happened, and, and we, we we rode the wave. You were obviously at the game with me. What are your kind of mm. thoughts and feelings? And was it worth the trip over from Ireland ultimately? <sighs> I mean, look. <laughs> It's one of the, it's, you know, you roll the dice sometimes when you arrange to go and watch football. And, and in my case, you know, I don't get to go every week. And when you make that choice of when to go, it's a thought I have, you know, quite often. I've been, you know, going to games from over here for 11 years now at this stage. And you always think just, you know, I hope the weather's not too bad. I hope flights aren't delayed, et cetera, et cetera, because it's just all had knock-on effects. And I left it quite quite tight, as you know. I didn't arrive into Gatwick, I think, until, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon, but managed to get down there pretty sharpish. And I was just as you know as quick and you know I was wet just as quickly as getting down there I think to be honest so yeah, much like you yeah I mean what you, you kind of look at it on the, the reflection of things after the game um and I mean you know I say after the game but even before you know I remember when we were kind of you know shuffling our way up from the station to the to the ground and I turned to you and I think I said you know this kind of weather you get one of one of two games really you either get you know, something like we we saw, nil-nil, pretty scrappy affair overall. You know, lucky to get away with a point or we would have seen something completely opposite and that was just a bonkers game. But the weather was always going to have, you know, an effect on on that game. Um, if for anyone who was there, it was obvious that was going to be the case. You know, rain you can kind of handle, uh, but that strong wind was gusting around, you know, all afternoon uh, from when we got there to when we left pretty much. Um, so... Yeah, overall disappointing, but like I said, on the reflection of things, I think when you look at how we played, the balance of play, uh, you know, let's not take it away from Brighton. I thought they were pretty good on the day, uh, all things considered, how they played against us, um, you know, how they pressed us quite quite well. We couldn't really get past that. And anytime we decided to go long, I mean, look, you've got Aubameyang, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe who aren't winning much against their, you know, their back three of Duffy, Dunk and, and, and Byrne, to be honest with you, because they're absolute units from looking at him. So look, overly disappointing, but we got a point um, in fairly shite circumstances. So one of those, maybe just to box off and move on from who, you know, who knows, we'll find out after the international break. Yeah, it was a strange one, wasn't it? There was all, there was always that, that sort of element of, you know, smash and grab was on the cards. Yeah. There, there was that, there was an opportunity where Bamiyang, well, he went through twice the first time he was offside. Mm. He went through again and it just sort of summed up his day, didn't it? When he went through mm. and, um, he just completely kind of took. He just took too long with it, didn't he? Really. Um, yeah. He did. And then I said our best best opportunity of the game was was when Smith Rowe went through. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I, I thought like you know that it was a, it was clear as day to to to, to square that to Saka. But then you, you mm. watch it back, and it's it's tight, isn't it? The angle isn't as clear. No, no, it's not as clear as, as we thought on the day. Because I remember we were kind of screaming at it. Why didn't he square it? But it's one of those again that divides opinion in itself just that one chance um maybe he could have tried to play it in but then look you know the flip side of that is what if he does try to make that pass and it gets intercepted or knocked out of the path of of Saka we we'd be having the opposite side of this conversation and that's we should have shot um so you know it's kind of damned if you do damned if you don't sometimes and (laughs) literally you can't win (laughs) yeah you you literally can't (laughs) win but I look, I mean, it's, it's that 50-50, isn't it, really? I mean, you can't really say that Saka would have got the ball and Smith-Rowe would have been able to play the perfect pass at high, at high, at high pace. So, yeah, I mean, what, what can you do? Um, it's just one of those that could have gone either way and it didn't go our way. So it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? And that concludes Brighton away. <laughs> oh, and if we didn't, didn't mention it, it was wet. 
Yeah, that concludes Brighton away. Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I think Arteta sort of summed it up, didn't he? He said he wasn't happy with the point, but we didn't deserve any more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, you know, in terms of, you know, you look at the bigger picture, you look at the run of games we've had, it's it's not as, you know, it's it, there's things to be positive about. It's just, there's always that feeling, isn't there, Arsenal? There's always that expectation, and there's always that sort of feeling of, like, should we be accepting these results? Are we accepting mm-hmm. mediocrity? But sometimes... Listen, you know, it is what it is. It was, it, it wasn't, it, the situation, circumstances, environment wasn't great. And yeah, I, 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 was, I was trying to think of a man of match before the podcast. And there was, there was no one really, I guess, apart from Ramsdale, you could, you could say, who, who particularly stood out. Um, Tommy Asu, who's been excellent all season, you know, was completely <laughs> exploited. He had his, he had his trousers, you know, well and truly pulled down by their number three. He was just on fire. Definitely mm. want to sign. I, I've got his name here. It's, how do you pronounce it? Cusarella. Cusarella. I believe. Any Cusarella. Italian listeners, obviously, give us a shout because we're probably butchering it, to be honest. But yeah, um, I think you're maybe a little bit harsh on Tommy Asso. I think that was his first experience of a can you do it on a cold night in somewhere in the UK? Because um, that's one of those games. I'm just, look, it's not as if he's come from anywhere too tropical. I mean, Italy in, it's, in the winter can be pretty shite, uh, to be fair. But um, I thought he did all right. There were moments where, you know, I think... And it happened a couple of times um, where the touch for our player or, the, you know, the lucky bounce was going to them, the ricochets were kind of landing to them. I thought overall he, he did okay. I mean, one thing that's great about him, he doesn't let too much get past him in the way of crosses or people beating him. Uh, but like you said, he definitely had his work cut out. I think that's probably the toughest game he's probably had since he got here in, in terms of direct opposition, what was coming straight at him. Um you know, that guy, like, you know, Cusarella's had a good season. You know, from what I've seen on Sky, people seem to be talking him up. I don't pay too much close attention to Brighton on a weekly basis, to be honest. But, you know, just speaking of the lineup really quickly, that were you, you know, were you happy with what you saw and what Arteta went with? Or did you expect to see something a little different? Because I know we were talking about you know, who were playing centre mid in the build-up and you you were kind of obviously torn between El Nenny and, and Samuel Conga, really, weren't you? yeah. Um, to be honest, it's a difficult one because no one, no, no one had a good game. Mm. Um, unpopular opinion. I think we missed Granite Jacko in that midfield on Saturday. Um, did I don't know? It's 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 a hard one to analyse because I just think Brighton were the better team, mm. and we didn't play particularly well, and we never really got going. There was a brief span in the second half when Lacazette came on, and we sort of perked up, we perked up a little bit, but. Even that sort of died out, and towards the end of the game, you know, we, it did feel like we were kind of ha- holding on a little bit. Yeah, we really were. We were hanging on quite a bit um, at the end. Um, I mean, actually, you say that though. I mean, it felt like that for, like you say, most of the game. We we felt like you're hanging on, but at the same time, we I didn't feel like Ramsdale was overly busy. I mean, look, if, you know, I'm just taking a quick look at the stats, and I think, you know, look, 21 shots to our eight. But of those 21 shots, only two were on target. Um, so that kind of you know, feeds into that feeling, maybe. I mean, you, you, we were under pressure quite a lot. I think when you speak a man of the match, maybe we look at you know the, the, back, the back pair of Gabriel and White, I thought were fairly solid with Ramsdale um, throughout. And, you know, that's, it's not a comfortable day, is it? Um, you know, playing in those conditions, like we said. Um, so, you know, to come out with a clean sheet, I mean, yeah. Look, again, on reflection, you could say, well, if Brighton just took one or two of their chances, I think, yeah, we probably could have lost 
maybe even two, three, four nil. Who who knows? Uh, but luckily they didn't have their shooting boots on at all or their heads. So yeah, it's, it's a funny, wasn't it? Because you did feel kind of like you said that impending doom felt inevitable throughout the game um, after the first or those brief periods that we had that you just mentioned. And yeah, it, it's kind of one of those. That, yeah, I don't know. I, I you always, I always feel like we need to. We, you know, we're always wanting to benchmark where Arsenal were at. Um, like we're obsessed with it as a fan base, going right. Well, where are we now? You know, we we wrote off the first three games of the season, right? Let's start from here, and it was Norwich, then Burnley, then obviously the North London derby, which was superb. And then we all wanted us, you know, we were even saying it last week. We wanted us to not necessarily go and play exactly like we did against Tottenham, but we wanted to to continue that little run and get that little buzz going. And it just just wasn't there. Just wasn't clicking today. But I, again, I want to benchmark, but I'm kind of inclined to go like, well. It's just one of those afternoons or evenings, and they happen. Yeah, you're always going to get these sort of games, and I think it's unrealistic as well to sort of, you know, expect, you know, that sort of Tottenham style of game again. Those games are like, you know, one and one and one and every the derbies, um, like where, proper derbies. You know, where, yeah, when you know when, when things just go for you, and everything did go for us that day. Um, mm. I, I would say for me, I was expecting more of a sort of bounce, you know, on the back of that result. Mm. You know, coming into this game with a lot of confidence. Um, and, you know, because I think we definitely sort of were riding that high and you expected the team to sort of carry that with them. And it just felt a little bit like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I'm good. like I said before, I'm not going to really overanalyze it. It is what it is. You know, um, you know, four games, three wins, one draw. Um, and then we're going to this international break. We've got two very winnable games against Palace and Villa. So mm. we can pick up, you know, ultimately what, you know, you're looking at at least you know, four points out of those. Um, I think they're both very winnable. Before before we move on, any sort of notable moments in the game? Um, I mean, other than look, talking about the obvious stuff, I mean, there was a couple of performances which were more questionable than others, possibly. Um, for me, what kind of stood out, I thought, and it's not to bash him in any way, but he's not been the player that we've not expected expect you know come to expect to see every week but I thought Kieran Tierney was quite tired um not tired necessarily but quite quite poor with his use of the ball and could have been a little bit better um just not as involved as well whether it's a good thing or not who knows but he wasn't as involved going forward as well during this game yeah I don't recall him too many times getting down that left hand side and, and you look we you know again we we complained about how often that did happen at, at stages last season so like I said maybe it isn't a bad thing but and then Odegaard, you know, who I thought had a superb North London derby, was fairly anonymous. Um, and, you know, I do have to look at Aubameyang. We've already touched upon him. I thought he was really, really poor in this game. And, you know, those those, those two chances that you touched upon, one where he was offside, but again, still, you know, in, in today's game, you, you finish what's put in front of you because of VAR. Uh, and obviously you take you take confidence. And especially in days like that, when the weather's poor, I mean, even if that goal was given off, you know, offside, but he tucked it away with a plum or with a bit of confidence, that second chance that, that came um, might have had a very different result. Because um, I remember turning to you and thinking that, you know, he still had that first chance in his head. And you would, naturally, you would. Because uh, it wasn't that long before, if, if I'm right. So, you know, as much as I picked him up for his, you know, fantastic performance, and I really was happy to see what he did last week, he was uh, the opposite end of that scale uh, this week um, overall. It does feel like, you know, at the top, you know, with Lacazette and Aubameyang, we've talked, we've touched upon it before. It, it just—I don't want to criticise him, um, but it does feel 
like we are lacking in that area? I, I think we've kind of, you know, a lot of us have spoken about it, but we, we're quite aware that we're lacking some at top. Um, you know, because weirdly, it didn't feel like it a lot of the time, but we were, you know, statistically defensive. Defensive record wasn't too bad last season overall. But yeah, I think going forward, there's just something even not there. I mean, look, there's two very young players we're relying upon. You're not going to see consistently every week. Uh, consistency, sorry, every week uh, from those two, as much as we really want to see it. Um, and then I think when you put on top of those two, a man who is, or a player who is, I hate to say it, but probably look, I mean, look, he's 32 and I know there are some people out or players out there who can thrive once they go past 30. Uh, or Bamiang does seem to be slowing down a little bit. Is You know, that, that form did dip last season, you know, had a tough, tough challenge um, for multiple personal reasons. But, you can't help but when we come away from games like that, and again, we briefly spoke about it on the day, and you can't help but feel that we need we need a new you know spearhead uh, to take this team to the to the not necessarily the next level, but you know much like all these young players that have come in, what I think it's given us as Arsenal fans is this. I hate to use the word hope for obvious reasons, but it's given us that sense of you know we can really see the vision, and you know we really want to get behind this youth because we think if we support them correctly and you know, given the love that they they you know that they want, and you know they show a bit of passion for the shirt, you you want to get behind that and make sure it sticks. And you know, you look at Aubameyang; he's thirty two. One more year after this left, the other options Lacazette; he's gone in the summer, and the other options aren't nowhere near finished articles. You can't help but go, yeah, we need to 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 go and spend big, not not immediately, but definitely next summer. I think on that position um, for the greater good and the the long term vision of the club. Mick Arteta went with Saka on the right again. Hmm. Obviously, Pepe. Pepe's preferred position is on the right. Um, what do you make of that in terms of, like, we talked about it a lot on here, like, where do you stand on Pepe's future? Because it, you, there's no question, you know, in my mind, that Saka is far better on the right. Like, it, there's no question he's our strongest mm-hmm. um, you know, right winger. You know, what he can do, bring to games, far outweighs what Pepe can bring to games. You know, where mm. does that leave Pepe for you? It leaves him, for me, look, the right-hand side. I mean, he's never, unless Saka's injured and we have to use him in that position. If Saka's fit, he starts that that position moving forward. It's not, and I say it's, it's not up for debate necessarily, but I think the only reason it would be is, and maybe we might see this soon, depending if he goes on the international break or not. Um, is rotating Saka when he, you know, he's looked a little bit, you know, not not poor, but he's looked a little bit tired, uh, you know, or jaded the last few weeks. North London derby, maybe include a little bit. I know he, you know, he's got his goal and stuff like that, but you know, overall, if you look at the ninety minutes, he was, you know, not at the height of it, um, like you know, like we've seen, uh, to be perfectly honest. But Pepe is he's going to rotate, I think, not in with Odegaard, obviously, but between you know Odegaard and Smith Rowe. He's not touching the that right hand side, but I see you know when Pepe comes in, if Odegaard needs a break, then Smith Rowe will go to that ten like we saw during the Brighton game when Odegaard came off, uh, and then Pepe go and slot in on on the left hand side. So I appreciate it's a low bar, but who are you going for your man of the match? Man of the match, yeah, like you say, low bar, slim pickings, however you want to look at it. Um, but again, you came away with a clean sheet in terrible conditions. So you're looking at one of those, the, the back three that I said earlier, or Quartet, or not Quartet, sorry. Um, you know, the back three of Gabriel, Ben White, or Ramsdale. Um, I think overall, 
obviously losing a couple of teeth in, in the process. I think I'd have to give it to Gabriel. I thought he was pretty good throughout the, the game. Dealt with a lot of uh, stuff that came his way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, tough, tough call between those three because I thought they were pretty good on the day. But, yeah, overall, I'll give it to Gabriel just because he lost some teeth, even though he got him back the following day. What about you? Who are you going to? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Gabriel or, or um, I can't even think of his name. Ramsdale? Ramsdale, literally. There we go, mind blank. Had a, had a moment there where I couldn't even <laughs> think of his name. We'd picture him and he's got his massive orange gloves. Oh, yeah. Those ones with Spider Man, like he's yeah, like a, a villain from like Marvel with that big sort of creepy arm. He left like Spider Man towards the end, didn't he? Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, but yeah, I'd say I'd say like um, I went to be, I went to Henderson then, Ramsdale. Put it together. <laughs> Ramsdale was fantastic again. Um, yeah, and I, I really like him. I just I, there's just something about him, just his attitude and his body language. You really sort of buy into that. Um, mm. So moving on. We have a new part of the show called One Good One Bad, inspired by Match of the Day 2. I'm not sure if they used to, I'm not sure if they still do this. I haven't watched Match of the Day in a long time. Okay. So we'll go, we'll go for one good first. Go on then. Actually, no, we'll go one bad. We'll start with the bad and with the good. Who's your one bad for the weekend? One bad for the weekend. Now, just listen, just so you, you're fully aware of this. Um, it's not specifically Arsenal related. It could be anything from the footballing weekend. We're not going to be biased. And let's be honest, like, could, be like anything we've talked, could be anything. Preferably, we'd love to use something from Arsenal games uh, where where we can. But I mean, like we said, not a lot happened other than getting very wet, if we didn't mention that already um, on, on Saturday evening. But um, my one good, I'd have to say just, I just like watching United slip up, to be honest with you. And, gen, you know, them not beating Everton at home. Um, that'd Always be my nice. one, one good. One bad, controversial. Um, for those at the game would have definitely heard but it would be and I don't want to get into it too much um, but it would be the the chanting uh, towards AFTV look I'm not a massive advocate of that particular platform um, but I choose not to watch it because that's quite easy to do um, yeah I thought that you know there, there was two chants going around and you know we know what they are but there was the one directed at the owner of the channel in particular which you know if you want to sing about someone and there's just a level in which you you go. And I think that's, you know, overstepping the mark quite a bit. And, and that's just my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, that would be my one bad, unfortunately. Nice. No, I would agree. I'd say um, my one bad was, was going to be that that guy in front of us at the Bryant game mm. who would not stop singing for the entirety of the second half of that song on his mm. own. On his own. And, you know, he's blissfully unaware. You know, I think the bloke was on a different planet for most of that second half, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, his jaw was doing a few questionable movements, that's for sure. Not only just about singing about, you know, certain individuals, but he was blissfully unaware that literally right behind him was a, you know, a dad and his young boy, he would have been five or six, um, literally in the row behind him. Um, so it's, it's things like that, you know. I'm all for having an opinion, but like we've said many times on the show, it's, if you want an opinion, just express it in the right manner. If you don't like someone, that's Absolutely. fine. You can say it in the right manner, but you know some of the things that would be enchanted were, yeah, not uh, good. over the line. It depends on end on a positive. My yes. my one good. Yeah, um, quickly move on for that. Rustico, Rustico. I don't know really how you pronounce it. The the pizza place in Lewes, mm-hmm. Stonebake Pizza, phenomenal. Yeah, especially the uh, the garlic oil. So if you're ever in Lewes, you're down in Bryan on the south coast, just top just, of the hill. It's not Lewes, Steve. It's, it's Lewis. Just, just to just to be completely correct, I wasn't sure if it was Lewes or Lewis. 
Is it? Lewis? I could be wrong as well. I mean, I got told it was Lewis, but I mean, I I was told it was Lewis. Not a particular so, part of the. Uh, wow. Not overly familiar. To be honest, with I, I don't particularly care. So yeah, but the pizza was good anyway. Non- yes, nonetheless, pizza was good. All right. Well then. <laughs> Just uh, one of your favourite segments of the show uh, as, as we continue to, to move this forward is, and I'm actually going to question you for a change, and that is on this day. Um, you know, on you got in touch with me before the podcast and said, why don't you challenge me for, for once? And I thought, you know what? Why not? So let's delve into what, what I could question Steve on today. You've got two options. Oh, I like options. You, yeah, options are always friend. good. Yeah, we always appreciate options. They get you... Well, they give you options, which is nice. Um, two fixtures are one against Liverpool away, the 0304 season. It was a 2 1 victory. When Pires scored. Pires did score, correct. Um, Absolute screamer. Yeah, that's, it, it was one of those sort of goals one. from that era that, that get, got me out of my seat, that's for sure. Um, and did Eddie score the first goal in that game? He did. Questionable own goal, though, wasn't it? Let's be perfectly honest with you. Mm. Um, that's some knowledge right there, my friend. Stefan on show foot, possibly something like that. I mean, that could be taken a bit far, but there we go. Um, your second option of the day is Arsenal versus Manchester United, 2015. Arsenal three, Man United nil, which I thought was quite a nice one. That so nice. Uh, I'll let you kind of pick which game you'd like to uh, to go to, mate, to be honest. I'm going to go with the A3-4. The 034. Because the, the, the 15s, it, it's all a bit blurry, as in the squads and the, the amount of players that were coming in and out. So okay. I'll go for a 034. I know it's okay. a bit of a cop out. It's the easier one. Okay. Well, then, uh, to give you a bit of help, um, on this day, we played, according to the Premier League's website, a 352. A three, five, two. Yeah. <laughs> Just to throw it in the mixer for you, look. We definitely Let's... played a four, four, two. Okay. Look. And so to be goal. fair, looking at the lineup. Uh, actually, I would, you know what? I'm actually going to go and give you that. Looking at the overall, the players, I'm going to go four, four, two. Okay. There we yeah. go. Yeah. So in goal, Hit me. I'm going to go with um, big Dave Seaman. That's a joke because he'd retired by then. Terrible fucking joke. At least make it a little bit more. No, it was Jens Lehmann. He played every game that season. He did. And you are one out of one. One out of one. Uh, Lauren, right back? Yep. Ashley Cole, left back? Yep. Campbell? Yep. No, it's either going to be Torre or Kian. You can have your first guess, and that is Colo Torre. Um, So, yeah, you're you're spot on. Clean sweep of the back five. So, Pires... Pirezi, obviously, yeah. Edu. Correct, obviously, yeah. Vieira. Incorrect. Patrick Vieira did not play. Was it Gilberto? Gilberto did play, yes. Hmm. There's one other. We, we did a game from the similar season for myself. I, I know. Was it Parler? Yeah. yeah. It's funny, though. And I didn't then... think of him either. And then up front. Well, so I was going to be, there's three candidates. Hit me with it. So, so I, well, actually could be four. And Car- was Carney still there that season? I think he was. I think Carney- yeah, I think he was. So I'm going to go Henri mm-hmm. Burkamp. Is that final player? Burkamp. Incorrect. Was it Reyes? 
Incorrect. Oh. This is a bit of a spanner in the works. I can't was deny. It, was, it, was it Jeremy Aladier? <laughs> it was Jeremy Was Aladier. it? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> and the only other player to make an appearance on that day um, was to replace Jeremy Aladier, and that was? Reyes. Incorrect. Will no. Tour. Will, Will Tour. Tour, yeah. Sylvain. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty impressed. I did, I did pretty good. No, I mean, look, it's, the, it's the season of seasons. I mean, I would expect you to do pretty well, to be honest with you. Should we go um, for the 15 one as well? You want, um, yeah, because, I mean, we did rattle through that. And this 2015 team, I, I, I actually I was surprised you didn't give yourself a challenge with this one in the first place, if I'm honest. Um, Show my... I just wanted to sort of um, gloat about my over here for knowledge and wisdom. It was, Go on. it was pretty good okay so in this one then we played a four two three one okay according to the classic the classic era the four two three one oh you know so it. i'm gonna go check and goal correct i'm gonna go monreal left back yeah right back well, he was playing at right back five years ago it wasn't debushi was it nope i don't i don't think it is debushi one of your favourite characters. Hexy Bellerin. Hecky B. How would I not? That, sorry, complete brain fart then. I should get. I should, I should know that. You should, yeah. Um, fullbacks. We've done the, the fullbacks. These are centre-backs, Steve. Come on. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Centre-backs, <laughs> Koscielny, Mertesacker. Close. Uh, Mertesacker was in there. Koscielny was not. Who was the other lunatic that was back there at that point in time? It wasn't Mustafi, was it? Oh, no, not that mad bastard, no. What year did Mustafi hadn't joined yet, had he? Ah, uh, he would have been in. Oh, I don't know, actually. Was it? He wasn't on the bench, so I'm going to say no. Was it? The suspense. Gabriel? It was Gabriel. Yes. That yeah. is a good guess. The solid okay. guess. That's that. a solid Stay. guess. Okay. So centre midfield two. Was Cochran still around then? He was. Was he in the squad? He was. Was he next to Ramsey? No. Jack? No. It was Come the on. unusual. It was the <laughs> unusual pairing which we all loved and thought could last a lifetime, but lasted about two minutes. So no Ramsey, no Jack. Jacker wasn't there, was he? At fifteen? No. Yeah, yeah. I on. don't know who, who did Cochrane strike up an unusually effective oh, Cazorla yes Cazorla so Cochrane Cazorla Ozil in front Ozil in the in the 10 yeah and he had two Sanchez, either side of him Wal yeah. Sanchez Walcott and Giroud no um, Sanchez is one of them he played left attack yeah that you know we remember this is a 4-2-3-1 um, yeah. on the right hand side of that front should we say front four? I guess I said Walcott. He played up front Walcott. that day. Okay. Um, but again, he could have been interchanging with Sanchez was, for all. Yeah. Was Riziki still there? 15? You've already mentioned this chap. You thought he was playing a little bit further back. Oh, Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. So just to confirm, yes. it was Peter Cech, Bellerin, Murtazak, Gabriel, Monreal. Christ, that rhyme. That was beautiful. Coughlin, Cajola, Ramsey, Ozil, Sanchez and Walcott. Good, you know, not a bad team at all. 
Random. Um, yeah, I like. I did like that, that one. To be fair, was that the season we finished third, less than the league? Did we finish? Not is it third overall in the end? I can't even remember. I do try not to think about these things. All those years sort of merge yeah. into one. Weirdly, you're right. They do. They really do. Uh, but there we go. Not yeah. The- so that was the day that we blew away Man United. And funny enough, it's the game that a lot of people referred to after we blew Spurs away last week. Um, so that That's was nice. That was nice. That was result. on this day. October 4. I quite enjoy being on the other end of that. Do you? Yeah, I quite enjoy being on the other end of it because, you know, you're constantly giving me steak. Um, and it's, yeah, no. And there's that sort of element where I can sort of make you feel small when, you know, you know for a while I've just got the names in front of me. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, that's that's the, as host arrogance, you can have that when you're, host doing, arrogance. you're doing it. That's what that's I'm going to call it. I think, I'll, you know what, I enjoyed it that much. Even maybe next week, well, after the international break, I'll let you do another one. Oh, fuck me, the international break. You always forget about that and it comes around, but they just seem like they're coming every two minutes, like London buses at the minute. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to see one for a while after this. But I think there'll probably if, be inevitably if, another one. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, it happens every year. I always get annoyed about it. The season just starts to get going. Because there's mm. one in like early September as well, isn't there? Is it early September? There's like two weeks yeah. there. You, yeah, yeah it just seems that's... very unnecessary even more so now with like COVID and, and like cover restrictions and yeah um, quarantine rules like you just think you know what should we just knock these games in the head and maybe you know we've had enough international football to last a lifetime but yeah it's a shame but also you know what gives you it gives us time to sort of kind of and take take a back seat a little bit with Arsenal and yeah have kind of football free weekends yeah it's quite nice um well, it was nice when we were doing really, really shit. Um, not to see, not to have Arsenal ruin your weekend. So yeah, it's like you said, Arsenal free weekends aren't always a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and it gets all the you know the married lads and you know chaps with boyfriends gets them back in a good bush and they can go and do stuff with the missus. You know, happy days. I know it's the first. It's the first. We've got a weekend. This we've got a weekend off as well. I'm working, but Steph's off to see her friends. So mm. it's gonna be me and the dogs, touch of frost, and a, and a takeaway. I think touch of frost. I hope that's in the morning, mate, and not your evening entertainment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyway, look, I guess on that bombshell, um, we might as well call it a day there. And as always, we just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. You know, we appreciate it's not necessarily a, a North London Derby winning podcast, but look, we can't have those every week. Uh, unfortunately, we wish we could, because that would be a, a very fun world to live in. Uh, but look, if you want to follow us on major social media platforms, you can, of course, Steve can be found uh, on Instagram and Twitter at in the clock end. Uh, myself, you can find me on Instagram at the Arsenal shirt or on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore. And our usual uh, friend in need when it comes to watching the Arsenal, we couldn't make it again. He's had a lot on personally as Liam. He can be found at Gronin Guna. Uh, so please keep an eye on our social media feeds uh, for information on the next podcast. To be honest with you, after, as we just said, not actually sure when that is. So uh, if anyone can update us, uh, that would be great. Uh, but look, until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.